0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your
1: podcasts from. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports and there's huge cash prizes up for grabs all the time. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every single night, and it's really simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's really simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, then sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its users across all sports, and they're the leader in daily fantasy sports. There's no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That code is THPN, to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See at DraftKings.com for details. tracks. I know your group has had plenty of first periods where you probably would have liked to have seen better results. What was the difference tonight that sort of made it a little bit more challenging for you guys to execute the way you wanted to? Uh, we weren't competitive.
2: Uh, next, we'll go to Danny Austin. Jeff, with this being something you're saying it was outward, they don't no compete it, uh, do you have any sense of, of, of sort of why uh,
1: the team would perform that uh, What the players say?
2: Um, they, I, I don't know that they specifically um, had an explanation.
1: They didn't have an explanation for it?
2: Well, they, they talked about turning the puck over, they talked about um, sort of getting some of the, the details wrong. So that's just what I was asking you.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that.
0: Thanks. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In The Dome podcast. Well, So, uh, your thoughts on, on that clip we just played? Oh, man. Because if you're looking at... I mean, how far does this go back, honestly? I mean, it definitely goes back to Glenn Gouldson. Time immemorial, bro. Now, under the second year of Glenn Gouldson, it was pretty damn apparent... From a fan's perspective, I mean, listen, if you're a fan and you're watching you and you're watching this team every night, you're telling me that you don't have a pretty good inclination of what's going on behind the scenes here. There's some serious shit going on. Is there not?
1: No, no. It's just need to get some, uh, get some good tunes going in practice and uh, we'll be fine. And we need to try harder. We'll be good to go. Yeah. That's just got to get to Got to get the compete level up. Do you think Jeff is gonna play any like what do, what do you think he did with his fifth graders like are, is there gonna be any like duck duck goose in practice like is there gonna be any elementary school fun fun time get the get the kids motivated stuff going on next practice
0: I think maybe they should bring a bring your parent
1: to to, to practice day yeah bring your pet I, I, your parent something fun for the kids some, some show and tell maybe yeah that would that would be nice the, do you the think the boys would like that probably do you think that'll get them inspired let's do some show and tell. You know, show and tell. What else could you do? You could do um again, you could do like a funny dress up day. It could be Ooh, yeah. wacky hair day, Halloween day. Just come, uh-huh. come to practice dressed up however you want to be. Just have fun, guys. Just have some fun, everybody. Like that's really all that it comes down to is having fun and playing hard, you know.
0: Now, this does does this just not sum everything up in a nutshell right here? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of fans. That think Jeff Ward is a little over his head here. What say. kind of a response is this? Seriously, what kind of response is this,
1: dude? We this were... is I'm trying to look tough. Response number hey, one. Hey, uh,
0: hey, Jeff, can you like, what's going on? Uh, like, and look, the only reason why it's coming to this point is because this is your team. This is how you're showing up more often than not. This isn't a one off anymore. This is a pattern. This is basically your team. This is this is what, as fans, we have come to expect more than the opposite, and right? And <laughs> hey, coming into this game last night, we did a live. People were like, what do you guys think is going to happen? We know what's going to happen. We know they're going to stink. They're going to take. I don't, I, dude. Honestly, I what the over under was what forty five minutes. Are they going to play over or under 45 minutes tonight, boys? Dude, they played like 10, 10 minutes. Did they even play 10? Did they? I know one guy did. One guy fucking one played. Guy played six,
1: one, one guy played 57 minutes or whatever. He was out there until he was pulled.
0: And I don't understand it. Where is the anger? Where is the emotion? If you're as a team, if you're a player on this team, a skater on this team, anybody on this team, other than the guy between the pipes. And you see the performance that this guy is having to put on just to keep your team in the game. At any point in the game, as anybody be like, okay, hey, fuck this. I had enough of this. We need to change up an energy here. Let's make some hits. This team doesn't fucking hit.
1: Where was Milan? Isn't that what Lucic is here for? I love how Edler edler elbow. fucking elbows elias lindholm your number one center your number one center your second highest scorer your are one of your your best player your top center he has to leave the elbow in the face has to leave the game when edler had already made a few questionable plays in the game and all i was saying is like is lucic gonna do anything is anyone gonna do anything about this well chucky got in his face and
0: then yeah he's he ch- cruel though Two shifts later, he does the exact same thing. to Kachuk in the exact same spot on the ice. Yeah, high sticks him. Is, is Milan Lucic even watching the game when he's on the bench, or is he just keeled over trying to, like, not die? <laughs> he was too tired. He was sleepy. Like, like him and Gio, man. If you ever pan to him and Gio on the bench, these just guys are, like, gasping for life. Like, they're on the verge of
1: literally <laughs> croaking on the bench. Have you ever had seen Geo after like a, a, a intermission interview? Was
2: like,
1: <gasps> fuck! Oh my god!
0: Oh my god! <laughs> it's not even after the freaking period. It's before the period. It's like twenty minutes later, and he still hasn't caught his breath. Oh god! But the point is, is like what the actual fuck? How can you go an entire sixty minutes? And nobody does dick. Nobody does dick. Who did dick? No one did dick. No
1: dick. Other than Mark, other than your other than your goaltender, bro. This is what pisses me off. I would be more okay
0: with this situation if Markstrom had fucking put in the towel. But the fact that they let him out to dry, and this is something that we've seen for the last three goddamn years, even going back further, what the actual fuck? And then you ask the, the head coach about it, and he says, Well, what did the players say? Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Did you ask the players? Like you ha- like he's literally has zero clue what's going on. I and mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's definitely an onus on the players, but you are the head coach, you are the guy, you're the captain at the helm. Okay. You're so, he's so responsible for this. It's ridiculous. So for him to come out here and just put the blame on like, look, I don't care if you put the blame on the players when, you know, sure. That's a tactic for coaches, but the way he's doing it, he's taking absolutely zero responsibility at this point.
1: And it's not the first time he's done this, this season.
0: Even Tortorella, when he rips his players, he rips himself at the same time. If you haven't noticed,
1: well, if you notice how Tortorella does it again, cause he's a competent NHL coach, he'll do it in exactly. a way that is, we're going to talk about it in the room. What went wrong? We were he, like, even when he was talking about benching line, a the other night, which by the way, how did line, a respond? Exactly. Like he's scored like fuck six goals since then. Right? Like, and it's as cheesy as it sounds, but like, remember when Bob Harley and the always earn, never given shit, like as lame as that was. And it, as lame as that sounds, it fucking meant something back then. It's like, if you, you're, you're not, if you're Lucic and you're doing nothing, you're not playing. It's not, it's, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like these guys can just continually suck and continually get playing time. Except when it's like weird shit. It's like, oh, Sam Bennett scratched tonight.
0: There's, there's zero clarity. And there's zero method. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You nailed it. There's no, nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing. What the standard is.
2: Like Sam Bennett was saying,
1: yeah. Sam Bennett's like, I don't know why I was scratched. Was never told. Never told to me. Oh, okay. I'm sure Patrick Line knows exactly why he was sitting on the bench. Yep. And it was talked out thoroughly. And when Tortorella's talking about, we were disjointed all over the ice. We're going to talk about it. We're going to fix it. They come back and play really well. With fucking dipshit grade five teacher over here, Bennett scratched come out, lay an egg, some weird mind game shit. Nothing happens. He pulls this fake tough guy routine. It's fucking, it's pathetic. And then
0: when Sam Bennett does finally get on the scoreboard, scores a goal,
1: then he gets demoted. Yeah. Did you notice that Sam Bennett wasn't playing with Johnny Monty in the third period? It's funny because the flames posted that goal to their Instagram. And I was like, Oh, now watch Jeff demote him. Like literally five minutes later after the backland injury, he's playing with Lucic again. It's just, it's so amateur hour. It's not even funny anymore. Like I'm telling you, this guy's worse than Glenn Goldson.
0: Oh, 100%. This is fucking Mickey Mouse hour to the nth degree. Like that's where we're at. This is absolutely laughable. It's. Jeff, what's going on? We were competitive. Everybody's waiting for like, you know, a little more elaboration. There is none. Okay, let's go to the next question here. Uh um Danny Austin, great question. Well, you know, is, is do you know why? Because this seems to be a recurring a, a recurring thing here.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. that I you oh, can, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, the Jackson players, I don't know. <laughs> What'd they say? Really? You have zero explanation as the head coach of this team? They all supposed to listen to you, aren't they?
1: See, and that's where it's a disconnect for for me is okay like you said this is a pattern this keeps happening figure it out you're just gonna sit there and go i don't know i don't know we didn't try hard i don't know i don't know don't know mm, what are you gonna do figure it out this is an issue why you're losing games in the exact same way
0: why aren't you competitive night after night there's after gotta be night. a
1: reason hello Like, did these guys just, they stopped Like, oh, nah. That's what I don't get. It's like, oh, it's the group. It's like, okay. We've seen this team, like, when Bob Harley was here, was their work ethic ever in question? No. Like, when Glenn Gulletson was here, we kind of saw what we're seeing now. Inconsistency, not trying. Like, nobody seems to know why. Maybe it's the system. Maybe it's what you're doing as a coach. Bill Peters comes in. He's a bit of a dick. They win the West. Now we're back to this shit again. Like, I I don't get this like, oh, it's just the guys are lazy. They're not showing up. They're not playing well. Like, have they won a back to, they've won what, three? They won three games in a row, Yes, They've played one game this year where they played the whole game. That's it. So, what the fuck so, is wrong? Figure it out. So, you can't just go up there and be like, I don't know, yes, players. That was the most ridiculous thing to me. Like, oh, we weren't competitive. Like, yeah, that's just him trying to be Mr. Mr. Tough guy. But it's like, oh, yeah, that's the players. Yeah, I agree with that. What the, what is that? What kind of answer is that?
0: Danny Austin. Well, I mean, they didn't really say, like, they had an explanation for it. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, back check, um, you know, breaking out. Yeah, I agree with all that.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Like, seriously, get a hold of
1: things or get rid of them. Like, what the fuck is Brad Tree Living think of all this? The fact that, again, like, <laughs> I just can't believe that Tree Living watched what happened in the playoffs. And maybe this decision was above him. But how can you watch what happened in the playoffs, especially the way this team was eliminated, and go, that's the guy I want as my head coach?
0: When the guy when the, when the guy at the helm says, "Yeah,
1: we want to play exactly like we did against Dallas," like how are we even in this position? Like, is this hey, going hey. is this going any differently than anyone expected?
0: Well, you know what?
1: To Jeff Ward's credit, they played exactly like they did against Dallas last night. Did they He's not? True to his word, man. Get out shot. Let them shoot everything. Get collapse. Collapse and defend.
0: Collapse yeah. and defend. Collapse and defend. Collapse and defend. And when you get the puck. Hopefully you have a little bit of gas left because then you could dump and chase it. Otherwise you're just gonna dump and change so you can start
1: collapsing and defending again. Well, and I've been saying this is like when he says that, yeah, they have been playing like that. Getting outplayed and allowing the goaltender to win games for them. What happened in the playoffs? Camp Talbot was out of his mind and you snuck out a couple games. That's what happened. That's what's happening this year. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> he executing is, his game plan to a T isn't he?
1: exactly like he's doing what he wants because I was talking with some people last night during the game and they were like, Oh man, the flames are, wow. They really didn't show up. I'm like, they didn't show up. Isn't this how, this is kind of how they've been playing all year, you know, allowing tons of chances, not really generating much. Markstrom has been great. That's what they've been doing all year from the coach's mouth. This is how they were going to play and that's what they're doing. And then what went wrong? Well, I don't know. That's the players what they didn't have an explanation didn't have an explanation that's what i said yeah i agree with that like isn't it the player's job to play and the coach's job to coach Isn't that what they always say fucking coach this team he
0: can't he does not know how to do it he's in over his head all he has is a like why is there a a fucking did he even coach high school was it elementary school like
1: it's grade five right He's how do you go? How do elementary you go, math teachers of the how do you go from nothing against being, elementary teachers because like everyone in my family is a teacher, but I, I wouldn't prescribe them to be a, a like coach my, of a national my hockey question, team. My
0: question, out of just pure curiosity, how do you go from coaching elementary to or teaching elementary to coaching an NHL club?
1: It seems like it what does that
0: what does that path look like?
1: And like, it's like like putting together,
0: putting together his resume. Do you have any coaching experience? No, but I, uh, I taught grade five. I mean, that's gotta be the same thing, right? So my question to you, my question to you is what is truly going on right here, right now? What is happening? What, like, what are we seeing? Because we said that's under Bill Peters when the, when the club fucking stunk, which is basically what they're doing now. They were at least they were, <laughs> were kind of in the it's the exact same shit, right? Under Bill Peters, they were winning games that they shouldn't have been for different reasons because they actually had offense. Now that we don't, now it's strictly relying on goaltending. I mean, you had how many shots? 19. I'm watching I'm watching the game last night. Here's the thing: you know what the MO is. Yeah, well, you know. We just need more emotion. Like we, We're not getting off to a good start. we got to play full 60. It's the same shit every night. So as a fan coming into the game, your biggest question mark is, how are the boy is going to look to start the game? Oh, no shots. Five minutes in. Oh, no shots. Ten minutes in, getting out shot. Eight to nothing. Ten to nothing. The faceoffs were like ten to two. You get your first shot in the entire game at the nine minute mark, 11 minutes into the game, you get your first shot on net. This coming from a team that has been notorious for doing this for the last two years. So my question to you is what the fuck is going on? What is happening? We saw it under Bill Peters. It looks like there's a disconnect between the coach and the players. What's going on? looks like the same thing right now, doesn't it? Disconnect between Ward and the players. I think Ward's in over his head more than Bill was.
1: No, it's not even close, bro.
0: So this come down to me is like you touched on it. What what are they trying to do? What's the, what's the vision? And let's talk about leadership because there needs to be leadership within the team and the players and the player personnel, but there also needs to be mega leadership from the coach up.
1: Well, you, you touched on this and I wanted to get a bit in more, more into it that I think is probably the thing that drives me the most fucking crazy is like when you're talking about Tortorella taking responsibility, does Jeff ever, has he ever taken one iota of responsibility for this team shortcoming since he's been the coach of this team? I haven't heard it. Do you remember after what happened in game six, like with the goalie pull? what he remember what he said? I was in about a blackout rage, so no. He pretty much straight up blamed Talbot and said Talbot needed to leave and it he he didn't take any responsibility for the decision. Nothing. The
0: reason why is that he is blind to his own shortcomings and what's going on with it, with him and this team. Like he he is in over his head.
1: I've never heard him say anything that reflects poorly on himself even though his performance has been incredibly questionable has he ever come out and said yeah i had a game plan for the night that didn't work or you know what we, we all need to be better or you know what i fucked up when i pulled talbot there you know like i haven't heard this guy take responsibility or be a leader like does he ever take responsibility for this team coming out flat again like you said this is a pattern why why does this keep happening isn't that on him a little bit shouldn't he take like a little bit of responsibility like that it's n- not his fault at all that the team doesn't show up on time. Like, Like, come on, like you want to talk, like you said, leadership, like Jesus Christ, dude. Like again, John Tortorella, like I'm not a big John Tortorella fan, but I mean, you hear a lot about all the culture of the team, the culture of the team, blah, 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 blah. Like, can you imagine if John Tortorella was coaching this team right now? Do you think that Mm -hmm. if they didn't show up for one game, two game, three game, four game, and this kept going on and on and on, John Tortorella would have had these guys in line after the first or second time this had happened? It starts with the coach. He's setting what what it's like in the dressing room, right? And then even further to that, it starts – it's next with the captain who seems to be a bit of a flake, if you ask me. Dude, Gio is – he's – yeah, 100%.
0: I love – listen.
2: I love Gio, okay? Obviously,
0: we love Gio, but this guy is not your leader in this room. Somebody else is. I think it's pretty apparent – it's
1: not like, even I, close who to.
0: I want to bring this into an entire leadership discussion here. And to me, leadership goes hand in hand with vision, right? You're talking about preparation is the biggest thing. When I used to play hockey, and there's two aspects of preparation. There's individual preparation, and then there's team preparation. I spent some time, um, I, I can't remember when it was, probably in Bantam, And we got to utilize the Team Canada, you know, headquarters at Folly David Bauer. And, you know, we had good team meetings before the season started in terms of what the team goals were. Right. And obviously you have the big goal, right? Yeah. We want to win a championship. That's everybody's fucking goal. But then you have all these little defining goals of how you're going to get there. What is going to make your team unique? What kind of, a, and this comes ties in with this whole team identity thing. Like some of these goals were like, yeah, as far as special teams, we want our power play percentage to be this. We want our penalty killing percentage to be this. This is what we're striving for. If you're consistently not starting the game 20 minutes into the game, two minutes ago, it was 40 minutes into the game. Literally, we had to wait till 30 seconds left in the game. For them to fucking try and do something. 30 seconds left. Now you're playing 30 seconds of a 60-minute game and you expect a result. You're fucking kidding me. So this whole preparation thing is like if you're the head coach and you're like, okay, our biggest thing right now is we're not prepared to play, start setting some achievable, measurable goals to offset whatever this mental funk is these guys are in, right? It's like we want to score the first goal in the first five minutes. That's our first goal. We, that that means you want to have stamp an impact on the game. You want to you want to set an impact on the game early on. What are these guys
1: doing? They're just sitting back and waiting for the other team to dictate well, right. time and time again. And that's the other thing too. Is like when do you ever see them with a game plan that's like like you said? Like I know what they're trying to do within the first five minutes. It's like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So the preparation is like like you said not goal setting. They don't, they obviously don't know what they're trying to accomplish. No. Like, it's just like, okay, I guess we're going to play now.
0: And this is what I mean by team preparation. The players have to have their own individual preparation, but their obvious is no cohesive team vision and goal for the outcome of the game, the outcome of the period, the outcome of the first five minutes.
1: well, And I mean, again, implementing a system that is clear and (laughs) builds off the strength of the players that are there. Like, I don't know what this team is trying to do ever, like ever. I don't, I don't see any, I see sometimes the things that don't work, they continually do. But if you combine the lack of preparation with the lack of tactical, (laughs) not even awareness, tactical implementation, it's like, of course, this is how this team is going to play. Like, it's fucking pathetic.
0: Outside of, you know, players saying we want to make the playoffs, we want to be a playoff team, have, do you have any other inclination of what this team is striving for? Not one thing. I don't do, know. Do, are they trying to say we're trying to – we want to be a – other than, oh, yeah, we want to be a tough to play against. Uh, yeah, i got to play with a more motion. We want motion. It's like, is there anything specific that we know that you're trying to accomplish within
1: a 60-minute game? Like if you're hopping over the boards in the first five minutes, and the only thing you've been told that we just got to play with more emotion, boys, the fuck, how is that going to, like, what are you going to leverage that into
0: that? That's where guys like Kevin BX, like, come and say, does this team have an identity? Because <laughs> literally they're just so flat. And I think, you know, this ties into the identity. You think like, do you have goals? Like where is the leadership coming from? What is the vision for a night-to-night basis are you trying to win every game like as fans just sitting here watching like we don't know what to expect so what is the identity other than a lack thereof there isn't one the only thing we know what to expect is to expect nothing because we don't know what's going to happen like we literally have zero fucking clue who's going to show up at the start of the game, at the start of the second period, at the start of the third period. And from every shift, shift to shift, dude. And every shift in between. It's all a fucking crapshoot. Other than Jacob Markstrom and Mangiapane, we know what those two guys are going to bring. And we'll get to Kachuk too, because typically he's pretty, he, he's, you know, you can expect what you're going to get from him, but since this Muzzin thing, we're going to get to it. There's some There's some rumors going around, but he's well, not even in that category. You got two guys right yeah. now that you know what to expect from. And I mean, Johnny's been great too. So, you know, Johnny and Molly, you know what to expect from them.
1: Well, they're they're doing and, what they're supposed to do, which is
2: and, creating yeah. offense.
0: And even when their game dips, you know, we we know we know who they are, right? But it's the cohesiveness as a group. There's zero, and from the back end, your your two biggest leaders in the back end, Rasmus Anderson and Geo. These guys are not leading the team at all right now.
1: Well, let's get into this discussion because I think it kind of stems from the Geo thing where it's like, what is with this guy? Like, when does he like, man, like what did Geo's Gio's quote after the game was, yeah, we probably deserved to deserve that fate after we played like that. Okay. Like, and this has kind of been an ongoing thing. Like not that I think Giordano is a bad captain. I don't think he needs to be uh, making big statements in the media, but I mean like, dude, you won the fucking Mark Messier award for leadership. And like, like what is, that's what you say after that. Like that's, that's your analysis of that. I always think like, what if Jerome McGinley was still around? Like what would he be doing and saying? If Jerome McGinley was in that game last night, you can be sure as shit. Somebody, somebody was getting fucked up last night. Oh, that, on he would went after
0: Ezra for sure.
1: Somebody would be getting fucked up. Somebody would be getting yelled at in the room. Something would have happened.
0: He would have looked at his tough guys down the bench and said, no one's gonna go. And then so he'd hop over the boards and go fucking fight Adler right there.
1: So like come on, Gio. And I mean, like, and like where's Kachuk? Where is he? Yeah.
2: Well, he, here's the
0: rumor going around. And I don't I don't know how true this is because if it's a players-only meeting, how is information getting out?
1: But Elliot, Friedman, I told you, Francis is just in this men's room sewer with like a fucking one of those James Bond listening devices. He's got spy cams set up in the showers, eh? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, Elliot Friedman, and I think this is on his his thirty one, thirty one things. But somebody shared this with me, um, Flamestock on Twitter. Number five. The Flames were feisty in their two most recent games, wins over Montreal and the Jets. That's not a coincidence. When Matthew Kachuk exploded at the end of the Tuesday's loss to Toronto, it wasn't about Jake Muzzin flipping the puck at him. If you dish it out, you've got to take it. I think he was upset that no one joined him in the scrum. So people are coming at this from two angles because Johnny was recently on Spitting Chicklets and they asked him about it. And I don't know how much you can read into an interview on spit and chicklets with Johnny. I mean, Johnny, who? The most agreeable guy of all time when he's put in front of a yeah, microphone? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. yeah. Ah. <laughs> so what is he going to say other than kind of agree and go along with, you know, what they're saying and then, you know, put his two sprinkles two cents into there. Elliot goes on. Calgary held a players-only meeting last Friday. It sounds like he conveyed that, that message. It was received, although some comments were made to him. Uh, this is talking about Tuka Chuck, that it can't be a riot every night. Get your feelings out in the open. It's got to be sorted out and play. So paraphrasing here, I don't know how, again, I don't know how, or it's Elliot just reading between the lines. Like we're, Like who talked to Elliot about this? A players-only meeting. And so apparently, you know, Chucky was was saying to the guys, why the fuck weren't you involved? Like some idiot just fu- fucking flipped a puck at me in my, like after the game. And everybody's just skating off like, like idiots. And two, you know, like Johnny said, he had no clue what had happened. And I don't think other players saw it too because it was kind of like late. The buzzer had gone. Everybody was kind of like, you know, going back to their quarters and then get, the puck gets flipped. And people might not even have known what caused Chucky to go off. So if Chucky's getting mad at people like that, isn't that why we love him? Isn't that, isn't that what everybody has identified
1: about Matthew good that makes him so valuable to this team that he drags these pieces of shit into every game, kicking and screaming whether they want to or not, because there's no team identity. Otherwise it's going to bring you into the game. There are no
0: goals that this team is striving for. They're just waiting to see what the other team does. Like, that's why the whole fan base and the whole media and everybody else has identified this
1: guy as the next leader. Cause he is, he's and like the only guy leading this team. And that's what you want of a leader, a guy who's going to dictate what happens. He goes exactly. out that and is, is like, I'm defi- going to
0: do this right now. The definition of leadership. Look what I'm doing. Are you going to follow me? So I don't know. This brings up a big debate because if the team is actually saying to Chucky, yeah. You know what? We don't really like you doing that. <laughs> we, we would rather you just kind of bring down your level of give a shit. Somebody, you know, right to our level. Can you just tone it down so that we don't have to be so engaged all the time? We, we kind of like just this passive letting other team dictate. If we lose, we lose, you know, but I, that to me, that doesn't even make sense. Is an actual teammate going to tell Chucky to tone it down? The guy that's basically emotionally driven the bus for the last three years, four years.
1: Well, I'd that like to get, wh- like you you I Friedman's context is what it was like because it, like you said, it is all in context, like it could have been more of a because when you heard Johnny talking about on spitting chiclets, it was more like just Johnny being Johnny, like you said. He was just kind of like, you know, he's easy going guy. He's just like ha chill out, buddy. Ha <laughs> ha Yeah, um, exactly. But if this team is asking Matthew Kachuk to cool it. That's an indictment on this on this leadership group, the if, entire organization. If the guys, if the guys who are wearing letters—Monahan, Backlund, Jordano, etc.—are saying, "Oh yeah, Matt, it doesn't need to be a riot every night," then get them the fuck out of here.
0: Here, let's plug in Sean Monahan's quotes from after the
2: game. And Sean, just for you, uh, this seemed like almost your most complete game of the season in terms of it being, uh, you know, bad from start to finish. There was no inconsistency on this one. Yeah, we weren't good. I mean, it, uh, just power play wasn't good at all. execution was off. And I mean, when you're playing like that, I mean, you just got to play simple. And uh, I mean, we got to up our compete level. So I mean, it's, uh, it's not a game that we want, but uh, I mean, we, we got to learn from that real quick. Next, we'll go to Kevin Woodley. yeah Sean. am just curious are you i mean you surprised at that for the other night you guys were out playing the first forty, and there was a lot of talk about expecting them to come out really hungry tonight. were you surprised at maybe the lack of pushback you guys had yeah i mean i don't I don't know what it was i mean our our execution was off i mean we were, i don't think we were playing together at uh at a lot of times throughout the game i mean we were separated and disconnected coming out in our our own zone and in the neutral zone i mean you got to play closer. You got to, I mean, you got to work together and obviously establish a four-check and, and grind in their end. And uh, we didn't do that too much tonight.
0: Oh, yeah, we got to learn from that real quick.
2: Imagine imagine listening to Sean
0: Monaghan in the room when your team is, like, literally stinking out the joint for a full 55 minutes. Guys, we got to, like, we got to figure this out, guys. I don't, I don't know what it is, guys, but, guys, we got to, like... People are saying does Monaghan really deserve an A?
1: Guys, like, is there any toast in the I didn't see any in the in the cereal uh cupboard? Did somebody take my toast? Um I really had a new I uh, had a nice loaf of bread in there. I was really did somebody take it? We need to talk about this, guys. Players only meeting about who stole my piece of bread.
0: Guys, my grape jelly's missing from the cupboard. Guys. So, so, did, did you take it, Matt? And and this isn't this isn't like a shitting on a player, you know, take here. This is what we've been saying all along in terms of coming back to having a system that suits this team. Figure out who the leaders are. Like, why is Chucky? I get it. I get why he's not the captain, but can someone I mean if it's so obvious, why not just do it? What are you waiting for? Because if Geo is the voice in the room and literally it's robotic. There, There is no, and maybe it's different than when he's, you know, in front of the camera after the games. But if all we can gleam from what Chucky, I mean, sorry, what Gio and Monahan are saying in the room behind closed doors. If all we can gleam is, you know, from what they're saying in the press conferences, then no wonder these guys are flat as fuck.
1: Well, and where's Luke? The thing, thing that I keep coming back to you is like I'm not trying to like always shit on Lucic, but it's like, like we've talked about it in the past. Like, has Brad Living not done more than a lot of general managers to make sure these guys are like close or whatever and all that shit? Like, make sure it's a tight. That's what we hear a lot from them. Like, oh, this team's so close. Oh, we're a tight knit group. Yeah, real, blah. real tight, real R- tight. The let, room let, is great. Let one individual. Play
0: their heart out for 60 minutes, a fucking guy that's brand new to your team. I feel so sorry for Markstrom, dude. Oh, like, we, we we've seen this for our poor goalies for the last three years. And then you actually get a world-class goalie on a guy that chooses to come to your team,
1: and you're still doing it. Fuck I mean, it, how many times awesome. did they let Dave Riddick down last year? Like how much run sport did he have? These guys fucking dipped on Cam Talbot in the playoffs and David Riddick in game six, just like, yeah, peace out. I mean, (laughs) they did the same thing to Mike Smith in round one. I mean, that was probably more of a Bill Peters thing, but I mean, this team needs to get it figured out.
0: And there's two aspects of it, right? There's individual play, but there's team play. And the team play is completely off the
1: rails. And that to me comes down to coaching. Well, exactly. And it's like the thing I keep saying is like 2017, 18, you had a lot of individual, because again, individually, Again, Goudreau's playing good. Monahan's playing good. Yep. Fucking Markstrom's been out of his mind. Tanev's been good. Hannafin's oh, no, good. been good. Why the fuck isn't this adding up? Why are you still one, seven, what are they, seven, six, and one? Yep. And Point. getting dominated every other game. If all these guys are playing so goddamn well, what the hell? Why can't you turn that into results? I don't get Well, I do get it. It's because there is no, cose- There's no cohesive anything. Nothing. There's so, so nothing Ke- that's coming together.
0: Kevin Woodley with the second question to Monaghan. Well, didn't you guys see that coming? Like these guys are, they lost six straight. They're going to be desperate. Like you didn't anticipate that or.
1: Fuck. We were on a live yesterday and people were saying like, this could be trouble because the Canucks so, are going to come out desperate. Like, I just don't get People it. on Instagram can see this coming.
0: Like where is the game plan for what the Canucks are about to throw at you? I did
1: not see anything. Well, and here's the other thing too that we is being confirmed with every single game that's being played. The second game, or the further these series go, the flames keep getting beat because the, the other team's coaching staffs are figuring out what they're doing and how to exploit Jeff Ford's system and winning games. That's what's happening. Travis Green and his staff watched what went wrong in the loss the other night and came out with a game plan and they destroyed the flames last night. That's what happened. Jeff Ward had his thumb up his ass and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Music and practice, all this dumb shit that doesn't matter. And they came out flat and didn't make any adjustments and got smoked.
0: And I think you, you know, you said it perfectly. This isn't even that the Canucks were that good. You were that bad, right? It's not like you had a hard, it's not like Dallas dude where it's just like, wow, you're holding on for dear life. Yeah, You literally couldn't make a pass if your life depended on it. Look at these guys trying to break out of their own zone. Did they have one successful breakout last night? Dude, those D-to-D passes between Gio and Rasmus-Anderson. Ras, can you move your fucking feet for once? He's so bad on the power play right now. These bump backs. No wonder they're not working. He literally is skating like two kilometers an hour. And then he's looking at the guy he's about to bump back to. Like, have a little deception. Skate. You or, don't have to, like, don't make it so fucking obvious. By the he's Rasmus Anderson is moving so slow, by the
1: time Johnny gets
0: the puck, he's stationary.
1: He's so terrible. easy to defend. And then again, like, here's the flame strategy for entering this, the one strategy give it to Johnny and everyone else stand at the boo line. How many fucking times did they? Try that last night. It was the easiest thing to defend in the world for the Canucks. It's like you, like you said, you can see it coming from before it even happens. It's one-dimensional zone entries. Give it to Johnny, and that's it. Have a different play.
0: Got to learn from this real quick. <laughs> like, how many times has Monahan? Have, literally, like, I'm going to start collecting these fucking sound bites, man, because it is the same. It's a broken record. Gotta learn and, from this. Real and quick. I think, yeah. And the I, most... I don't. I don't know what that was. How do you fucking? How does nobody know? How does no I know what it is. You have zero game plan that you're trying to execute. There's no vision. You're just sitting back, like this whole collapse and defend. That's what it is. It's sitting
1: back to a T. That's the system.
0: Like Jeff Ward is literally only trying to focus on the defensive
1: zone, and I don't understand. Where really good examples. job, Jeff. You got outshot by the worst defensive team in the league last night, 50 to 20. Yeah, you allowed
0: 40-plus shots. I think your defensive focus is really working.
1: Uh, did that foot member, you know, the focus is going to be on defense. Wow, great job, guys. You're getting destroyed every single night. We want to play exactly like we did in the Dallas series. Oh, well, you're doing that pretty well. Like, fuck, dude. It's getting so
0: absolutely gone. So, the question, like, coming back to this leadership thing, dude, like, oh, Obviously the club doesn't have enough balls to switch the captaincy in the midst of, you know, while Gio is still playing. Oh, they'll never do that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, they would never, but that's obviously what needs to happen. The thing is, is like when another leader comes along and it's just, you know, just in a completely different level. Like I think what we're seeing right now is <laughs> you're seeing there's a fork on the road here right within this organization? Are you going to go Chucky's way or not? And listen, if there's credence to the what's going on here behind the scenes, how do you think Matthew Kachuk feels right now? If if his teammates actually told him to knock it off, what the? F- where do you think he's
1: at? If these guys who can't win a fucking game in the playoffs told the one guy who gives a shit to knock it off, You think Kachuk's wanting to stick around in this rinky-dink clown show, Mickey Mouse show? Again, can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, again, let's just pretend this is true. Can you imagine in St. Louis? Let's say somebody on the Blues was doing something, and can you imagine Ryan O'Reilly going up to him and saying, hey, cool it, man. We don't need to be disengaged. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: I literally hope to God that this is not... There's not an ounce of truth to this, but the reason why people are speculating is because Chucky has been pretty non existent since the Toronto game, other than the Winnipeg game. He's pretty much, and, been and even, even, even nothing. in the Winnipeg game,
1: yeah. yeah, he didn't really do anything. He got a couple, like, like he scored twice, obviously, but I Outside mean, instead of that, I mean, like, he was pretty invisible five on five, and the Lindholm line has been getting smoked five on five. So thanks, coach. Great job, Jeff. So,
0: it's I don't just... know. Like, I'm kind of curious where you're at with it. What, what do you think is true? Because even before last game, we we're like, come on, that can't be true. Well, like I, I, I'm sitting here like, how, who in their right mind is going to tell Chucky to knock it off when it's so obvious that, you know, he drives this team's emotion? Like,
1: well, you know what? Like, I can kind of like... see it being true to an extent where it was like, maybe there's some stuff being said you know, where it's like he's mad at the guys for not jumping in and they're like, well, we can't be like, you know. I, I I have a hard time believing they're like, you have to knock this off, right? Like maybe at some point they were like, you need to know when to do it and stuff, pick your spots or something like that to that extent. I, I If Friedman reported on it, I have a hard time not believing there's some granule of truth to it. He wouldn't just throw that in there. He's not Francis, right? Like he's not tabloidy. He, yeah. he has sources that are legit. And the fact that like they were talking about it on 960, I guess like Boomer has legit sources in the flames. Like if, it, well, it sounded like it was the afternoon show. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and the morning show, the morning show was just referring to Elliot. So it's kind of all coming from Elliot. So I, I imagine it's true. I, but I, I can't imagine it was like a full on, you need to quit it, man. But then again, like he's been shitty for, he's been shitty ever since then. There's clear delineation, a clear drop off in Matthew Kachuk's effectiveness since that game. So who the fuck knows? I don't know. It's, it's frustrating to say the least. Or is there an injury we don't know about? Perhaps. Like maybe this is all
0: total speculation, but regardless, you know, the vision and the leadership thing, you know, it doesn't change that. At all, regardless. Well, and
1: it doesn't change the fact that, like, again, your leaders Jeff Ward, Mark Giordano, Sean Monahan, like that's what you hear from them after a game like that. Boy, that's frustrating. I don't know what it was. Well, we don't know. Did you ask the players? Well, yeah, we kind of got what we deserved after that one. Like, man, where's Chucky? He's probably
0: just fuming. He's too angry to even go on the mic. Hey, eh? he's yeah. like, my my teammates don't want me to go talk about this.
1: Well, and that's the other thing about that that is like Matthew Chuck's mad that nobody else jumped in with him. Fucking right. How many times has this guy got this team going and nobody else has done anything? Pretty how much you, every night. Like, how is battling
0: a bad thing ever?
1: Unless you're you know you're too tired to do it. Like, that, and again, where's Lucic in all this? Isn't he supposed to be Mr. Lucic leader tough? Like, where's he? How many fights does Lucic have through 11 games? Again, like, I'm not a big energy fight, but like, fucking do it. Like I said with Aginla, if Aginla was in that game last night, guaranteed something would have gone down. Like, usually that's what Kachuk's doing. And maybe Kachuk's just like at a loss of what he's supposed to do now. Like, if, if he doesn't if know.
2: If,
0: if this is true and his team says, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Hey,
1: you know okay. that thing you do really well Then wins us games and gets us involved into the game? Yeah, don't do that. Oh, okay. Fuck, man. Know, it's just man. like, do something. Like, show that you give a shit. Someone. Please. Other than Mangiapane or Markstrom or Kachuk. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually agree. Lucic! Go hammer Alex Edler!
0: They're honestly, if this team knows what they're doing, they'll start the next game and they'll, it'll be, Lucic will go after Adler.
1: We're not going to see it, but. Oh, no chance.
0: If, if you wanted to shift the momentum away from Vancouver dominating you for two straight games, maybe outside of the third period of the first game. Like, that's the thing. That's why like hitting, why don't, what? There's no hitting this game anymore. Like the, the, uh, was it? Where's my now? He doesn't even play, does he? Is not he retired? <laughs> is he he's retired? Was it the senators? Like somebody posted on the Twitter, you know, an appreciation for Mike Mathot's hip checks. I sent that to you. Like, I'm
1: like, how come yeah, nobody he, hip checks anymore? Nobody, like, body checking is out of the game, man. Dude, listen, body checking
0: is so effective. It's ridiculous. It breaks momentum. Like if you're getting hemmed in your own end, just lay a big hit against the glass. Not only does it break momentum, it literally takes guys out of position. And I don't know. That's one of these things with this team I don't get, man. Like, like, if you want to start this next game against Vancouver and shake things up, break the momentum, do something different. Where's Lucic? I mean, he did hammer with his face. Pretty Yeah. Much. And De- <laughs> Okay, DeBrusque, it should have been a penalty. For what? Body checking? This is where we're at now, eh? That was a body check. I think it should have been a penalty. Should have been a
1: five-game
0: suspension. Thank God Peros is, is,
1: you know, ahead of player safety. Some guy that actually comes from real hockey. And I mean, the other thing, too, that's just like fucking infuriating to me, like all that stuff's mad. But like, dude, this way Jeff Ward has them. Here's the thing that's really frustrating is simple changes in this team could be better. Again, like you said, the Canucks weren't that good last night. The Flames were that bad. They can't break out of their own zone. They're not even trying. Like, I don't. And, like, this way Jeff Ward has them breaking out, like, here's a, here's a two-step fix to fix how they're breaking out. Number one, like, did you notice every time they're breaking out on the strong side of the defenseman, and then the right-side defenseman is sitting there doing nothing? There's zero feet movement, dude. Remember that? Remember 2018 when we had, like, Giordano had a shit ton of points and our D was, like, one of the highest-scoring Ds in the league? Yeah, they all just coming out with speed every time. Again, do the D ever join the rush anymore? Ever? No. Well, Val Mackey's up there, but... Do they ever activate? Never. Number two, can you stop the chip and chase?
2: Oh, my like, God, dude.
1: I don't understand what the point of a breakout is if a defenseman who's in his own zone fires a pass to a stationary skater at the other blue line. What is that ever going to do? How are you ever going to get in... Like, How are you ever going to have a zone injury with that or create anything off the rush?
0: By what comparison... Just watch the Canucks. When they break out, they get the puck in
1: the neutral zone, they don't dump it, and they carry it in there and around on for two minutes. Like, this, this they're playing this, like, straight lines hockey that is not working, you know? Like, I just don't get it. And then, like, the, the, the three forwards in the neutral zone, like, they're all three standing in a line across the ice. That's what they're doing. Like, so how are you ever supposed to have any other movement other than up and, like, straight up, straight lines? And like again, the D's not active. There's here's what happens. You either you have two options. A one-dimensional zone entry where somebody like Goudreau skates the puck in with no passing options because the other forwards are right beside him covered or you dump it in. That's it. That's all you can do. Fix your breakouts, Jeff. That's like that's such a simple fix. It's so frustrating. And then the other thing too is like this happened in the Dallas series, and Jeff still can't figure it out. If you play the neutral zone trap or a version of the neutral zone trap against the Flames, you pretty much shut them down. He can't, well, he can't figure. You can't out.
0: even can't even break out their own end for. for he can't figure
1: out how to a game plan around this neutral zone trap. That's why we're playing the chip and chase because well at least we can get it into their zone. He can't figure out how to how to deal with the trap, and you saw that again last night like it was a fucking tire fire. <sighs> Figure it out, man. Like, and there's, and there's a, no make a goddamn adjustment,
0: and there's no in game adjustments either. I mean, no. you're it takes to the third period to see some different line combinations, and then you go with ones that don't even make sense.
1: Well, and again, in game adjustments like you're just leaving the players to their own devices if you're not doing that, right? And oh. it's like it's never gonna work again, like the neutral zone thing, Vancouver just clogged it up again after watching because again, we keep seeing this pattern of. The opposition teams winning the games the further these go into the series because they've scouted one game and they know how to make their adjustments. They're like, oh, we're going to make this adjustment in the neutral zone and make sure Gaudreau can't enter here. Done. And your Flames have no answer.
0: And your power play has gone cold as well. Zero for six
1: in the last two games. And I wonder why. Because they haven't changed a goddamn thing. So, again, some simple adjustments that a fan that we can watch at home and say this isn't working and they keep trying it and they keep doing it. And if they just did these two things, if you fix your breakouts, even if you fix your breakouts, you're going to be way better off. Like that seems like a pretty simple ask. Yeah, but it's up to players. Fuck me. It's maddening. Did you ask them how to break out? <laughs> and again, why didn't somebody ask them oh, about the breakouts? Hey, I noticed you can't break out of your own goddamn zone last night. And the D are sitting in there stationary. What do you need to do jump? Yeah, exactly. What, what do you guys need to do differently? What do you need to do differently to break through Vancouver's neutral zone coverage? I don't know. Did you ask uh, players? Us uh, players. There was, there was no uh, explanation from them. It's just so maddening, dude. So
0: completely outshot in a two game span. Vancouver had 46 shots last night. They had 34 shots the previous game. You had 26 shots in game 1 and then last night you
1: had 19 shots. 19 19 shots against the worst. I repeat, the worst defensive team in the NHL.
0: The worst so far so far this season, the worst. 19 shots. And this comes back to you know, there's, there is a, there's a valid argument. Okay. They're hungry, right? They are desperate. They need a win. Otherwise their season's done, but you know, all that, what's your game plan for that? You're just going to sit back. Like literally, is this the game plan? Cause this is kind of what it looked like. Okay. We're, we know they're going to come out hungry. They're going to come out desperate. So the game plan here is just to weather the storm. Yes. maybe that's maybe that's what happened and the canucks just didn't let up all night so they they waited the last 30 seconds they're like oh i guess they're not i guess the storm's not going to end it's been 58 minutes of the storm maybe we should try and do something now and look sure <laughs> there were there were some good things right it's not like oh man i don't even know like I want to say here it's not a lack of effort because I think it goes beyond that. It's preparation, exactly. And again, it's,
1: like it's, it's leadership, vision, and preparation. And They're that's just, what bugs me so much. It's the like, glue that
0: it's the glue that holds everything together.
1: You're telling me last night if the flames just try harder, they win. No, no. fucking way. That's probably
0: it, that's literally just spinning your wheels. It's exactly right? what it is. If, if you're gonna try harder at doing something that doesn't work, you think it's gonna work better? That's where we're at right now. That's why we say it comes down to coaching, comes down to vision, comes down to leadership, comes down to preparation.
1: And that's what's so frustrating is like this team is so – like is this – Jeff Ward has the best team, the best Calgary Flames team that has been assembled in a very long time. I po- I was looking at some stuff today, even in goaltending. Like if you look up and down, um, and I know it's been a small sample, but – Jeff Ward has the best again. This same core group won the Western Conference with Mike Smith as their
0: starting netminder, who literally was just as bad as he is now, letting in four to five goals a game, and you he- still won the Western Conference.
1: Here's five on five save percentages adjusted for score and venue over the last few coaches the Flames had. Bob Hartley, in his four years, the Flames had the worst thirtieth. Out of thirty teams, the worst goaltending between 2012 and 2016 combined, the worst 91.10 per save percentage at five on five, the worst in the league over those over that span. Made the playoffs, went around two at one point. Okay, goaltending let him down. Under Glenn Gulletson, the 25th ranked save percentage at five on five between guys like Smith, Elliott, Riddick, Johnson, 25th in the league. So, as much as we hate Glenn Gulliton, he wasn't getting good goaltending. Bill Peters, in his first season, the team ranked 21st in 5-on-5 save percentage. That'd be Mike Smith and David Riddick, not getting the best goaltending.
0: How in the world do you finish first in the conference with the 21st worst goaltending in the league?
1: You're really good at using your team's strengths to your advantage, a.k.a. goal scoring. Bill Peters, in his two months last year, similarly got pretty bad goaltending. They were ranked 21st between Riddick and Smith, or Riddick and Talbot. Jeff Ward, between December and March, Talbot was awesome, and the Flames had the 11th highest save percentage. This year, Jacob Markstrom and David Riddick, (laughs) they're third. They have the third best goaltending in the league. Five on five. Third best. And they're one game over 500. And they're one game over 500.
0: Listen, if there was ever a time for a change in approach of how you show up how you play the game what you what kind of a product you put on the ice if there was ever a time for a change in system there's a time for a change in vision it's now
1: and you know what like it's so frustrating and i know everybody gets sick of us just blaming the coach and stuff and i know the players haven't been good blah 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 but come like brad she living like fuck why do you sign jacob markstrom and do all the shit If you're just going to roll out this same dumb system that doesn't work.
0: Trust the system.
1: I don't get it. I do not get it.
0: Are you saying you don't
1: trust the system? Like Barry, like, fuck, dude. Like what? Imagine what John Tortorella or Barry Trotz would do with this team right here with Jacob Markstrom, with the third best goaltending in the league and a skill with with all all that skill,
0: skill. Look how much
1: skill this team has. And again, like everybody, how much have people been blabbing out how good Tanev has been and how good Hannafin has been and how good Johnny Gaudreau has been and how good blah, blah, blah. This person's been Manjipani. Backlund's great. Lucic is great. Everyone's great. Yet we're still seven, six, and one and getting outshot by the worst oh, defensive team in the league. But we haven't played the Senators yet. That's why. So individually, everyone's playing well, right? Dude, like, we're lucky we're not playing the Senators right now. Dude, they'd be beating us because they'd be oh, working their asses off.
0: The Senators would have beat us handily last night.
1: The last two games, they would have beat us easily. So to the people who are like, it's just the players not trying hard enough. Sure, they'd probably not been great. But, but like you said, this goes the-
0: so much deeper. The, the biggest point to drive home with with what you're saying is, It's like spinning your wheels. If you're going to try harder at doing what doesn't work, it doesn't mean it's going to work, right? It's like a fly stuck on the windowsill trying to reach the outside world. And he's like, if I just try harder, I'll push myself through the windowsill. No, you end up fucking dead, belly up on the windowsill with the sun drying you up to little fucking dust. I don't understand, like, oh, man, the performances we're getting, like you said, from Markstrom, it's just so frustrating to watch. Like, it's infuriating. Okay, coming back to this game one against the Canucks, right? Mangiapane, Markstrom, the only guys going again in the first two periods. Mangiapane gets that goal, gets that puck to set up his own PPP, PPG goal um, or PP goal. Great effort. And then finally, at the end of that period – Tanov gets, you know, run into the boards awkwardly from Myers and then the team responds a little bit. Were they saying, "Hey guys, let's lay off the uh, the riot
1: at the end, hey, of, the, Chris end got of the period hit and we should just all relax and everyone should just have fun." Guys,
0: th- there's kind of a riot there. Gio, Can you tone down the elbow? Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> <crazy. laughs> agree was that elbow god god you know for all the shit we give geo god would do We love him though at the same time yeah. eh? like you were saying the other day like uh that game against the uh
1: kings where you just, oh like, fuck just launched himself just like the human spear fuck that was great yeah like but, again we give him shit but like he's a beauty
0: but the point is it's like listen if you want to go back to this identity thing don't we already know this team gets in your under your skin like, look at, look at the matchups we had against Edmonton. When you look at when the team is the most engaged that they've been are those matches matchups against Edmonton, right? Where they actually can pull it off. Like, some of those games where they actually – like, what was that, the first Cassian game when they actually won, like, three – no, they won later in the game, right?
1: Yeah, they, well, it was tied, and then Cassian went ballistic, and they got a penalty, and they scored on the power play.
0: Yeah, and then they, they the win. Game. And then shortly after that, they win in Edmonton in the shootout. And Dave Rick has a stick flip. And it's like, man, we know what the identity of this team is. When we see them at their best, they are under the skin of the other team. And it doesn't have to be Edmonton, right? We've seen it across the board. It doesn't necessarily have just have to be Edmonton. We've seen like guys like Rass getting into it, right? Even Geo getting into it. All these guys, even Monahan fighting... What's his nuts? What's his pickle? R&H. If anything, that is this team's identity. So, maybe that's what they need to focus on. It's just like, how do we do that more effectively? Where like what's what, what's why what's the problem with riding is like it just it's too tiring for them or
1: well and again like like i said like isn't tree living's whole f- dumb thing been about like oh it got to be harder to play against isn't that why you got Lucic and just swapped brody for tanev and all this shit about being harder to play against and all this crap isn't that isn't that kind of one of the goals that has been set out by this management team like you hear that you've heard that about eight billion times Gotta be harder to play against. Okay, well then fucking do it. I don't get it. And again, like the the
0: progression we've seen in Matthew Kachuk's game has been built
1: on being infuriating to play against. Like again, has he done one annoying thing? Like maybe he was getting into it with uh who is he getting into his helmet was knocked off in the first Vancouver game. It was Rossel, yeah. Yeah, but like he's not as effective when he's not doing what he's doing best.
0: I want to see Manjupani up
1: on that top line. Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing too. Okay.
0: Again, let's talk, about, let's talk about these, you know, between yeah. game adjustments that Jeff Ward is not doing. He still not has, doesn't have the right lineup.
1: Yeah. I, th- I, I think that I don't think this team is ever going to fix its problems unless they fix what they're doing in the neutral zone. Number one, you can't play. Systems. Like a, yeah. You can't play this way with the skill. Like you can't play this chip and chase shit with Johnny Gaudreau as your best player. Like it's not going to work. We've been saying this for fucking ever. It's never gonna work. You can't not have the D active. Like again, uh, you—that's what I don't understand. I've said this a million times. Is like, why do you have guys like Hannafin, Valimaki, like even Gio? Like you have all these guys who are so good at joining the rush. Get them involved. Activate the D. Get going. Stop dumping the puck in. Start like create like stop this dumb shit in the neutral zone where you're just standing there. I, is the is the only
0: no way? The only way to beat you know a trap or a clogged up neutral zone is you know to slap shot up to a guy and chip it in and they try and go go collect it. Come on.
1: No, it isn't. It's to have a guy like Johnny Gaudreau who's dynamite and give him options while he's flying through the neutral zone, not just going straight north and south. Exactly. You keep attacking with speed with options to either side. You have to have speed with support, and that's why I think I'm so annoyed about the D not being active right now because I mean, you even saw it the other night when Johnny, it was a little bit different because it was a late rush, but Johnny drops that, makes that play off the rush and drops it to Geo. Was it against the Jets, and he doinks it off the post? Well, like shit like that. Like you remember how many goals Geo scored like that in the eighteen nineteen year where he just sneaking on the rush or join the rush? And Johnny would find him or Johnny would find somebody else on the D streaking in like, man, it makes this team so much more dangerous. So man, like that's, what's so frustrating. Like the, the breakout is a mess right now and it's leading to them getting stuck in their own zone. Get it figured out. And it's and the, not even that hard. And the solution is not more of the same, please. Yeah. Like it's the thing that's so frustrating is it's like two simple adjustments, get your D activated, especially the guy on the weak side. Get him joining the rush and stop just doing the chip and chase. I don't, I don't get why it's that hard.
0: Like that one, that one goal late in the game that Vancouver scored to go ahead. We couldn't get out of our own end. Yep. And literally when the D finally got the puck, the guys were flying the zone. They're gone. So they're behind a wall of Vancouver Canucks. It's just like, why, how I don't get how that's, that's how you play against a clogged up neutral zone is you create no outlets and then you're de-stationary and then they're left to they're left to go d to d and it's just like oh it's it's really hard to
1: watch yeah it's 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 infuriating to watch especially when they keep trying it and it's not working and they keep trying it keep trying it that's what gets so frustrating it's just it's banging your head against the wall so maybe we wrap that
0: up is like what do you do uh, I mean other than what we've already said
1: yeah as far as in terms of Brad, lines,
0: if you're Brad' living you know what I'm doing I'm already I already would have had a different head coach in so like that's what makes me I, I, I'm not kind of at a loss for what we're supposed to do I don't think yeah. Jeff word knows what to do obviously Brad you' living doesn't know what to do um so I think maybe we just have to prepare ourselves for a long ass season and hopefully if we're bad enough
1: um there'll be some changes but just to quickly wrap up, I do think they need to adjust the forward lines, especially if backlands out for any extended period of time. Yeah. What do you Um, think?
0: What do you think the situation is there? Like usually when you don't see an injury blatantly,
1: it's typically not that bad. Like my guess is I don't even know where it was, but well, they said it was a block shot or something. Is that what they said? sounds like it was a block shot or something. Um, I it's, it sounds like there's no update until tomorrow. Um, Pike tweeted two hours ago that the flames are skating today and we'll get an update later. So maybe there'll be an update coming later.
0: And what were your thoughts on Connor Mackey's first game?
1: I, it was not particularly, he wasn't very good, but I mean, it's his first game and I don't know. And and he hasn't been playing hockey. and he has, he's never played in the NHL before. So what do you expect?
0: And the the last hockey game he's played is when, so it's not like, you know, you're a rookie and you're, you're used to playing AHL pace I mean that's a tough situation to come into for sure. So I think given that situation he looked okay. Um but there's a few there's a few spots where you're just like, hey, well, rookie mistake, but yeah.
1: And I still prefer to see Shillington, but apparently they hate him. So I don't know. They gotta change the lines. Don't know if they will. I think you gotta now if Backlund's out, absolutely no brainer Manjupani with Lynn Kachuk. So it no, probably won't I, happen then. Probably won't happen. So because we'll there see. is no there is no
0: brain up
1: in that. <laughs> head of
0: Jeff Ward's. It'll I'm be, dude, I, I'm seriously, I'm very, I'm very concerned. Right dude, now.
1: this has been your concern and our concern this whole off season. And, and is this not playing out exactly how you expected? Like it's almost, playing, almost to
0: a T. Yeah. It's playing out exactly as much as I like to be optimistic and say, look, it could go this way. This is what we've expected to happen.
1: And it's funny. Cause like people are saying, Oh, like <laughs> after they had won three games in a row, oh, do you believe in Jeff Ward now? You're like, no, no, nope, just give it, just give
0: it another game guys. We'll see.
1: So I don't know. It's really frustrating right now.
0: Let's close on a high note. Um, There's some drama in Vancouver. Whew. They are, um they're feeling it. They're just lucky. They're playing a shit team right now. <laughs> hey, like, fuck. Yeah. Like honestly, Ottawa would be, Ottawa would give them a harder run than we are right now. Totally other than other than Markstrom right Markstrom would could shut you, the could center you imagine well. could you imagine if we did not have Markstrom in the net the last two games oh dude
1: are you kidding they me?
0: they would have turned their season around they'd have guys feeling it because they
1: would have scored eight goals with, listen is there games. how many games would you have actually won this year if it had not been for Jacob Markstrom you would maybe one. you maybe be, would have one win you'd be under 500. Oh, sure. I think you'd probably have one or two wins without jacob markstrom this year here here's
0: what I was thinking last night I'll ask you this would you be last in the division behind Ottawa if
1: not for jacob markstrom I think you well Ottawa's what like two and 11. Yep. you'd be a lot closer you'd be definitely second last in this division because again how many games has this guy been the top performer he has two shutouts like every game like literally it's, it's every every game. single game like maybe the Winnipeg game the other night is like the only game that you maybe would have won if Riddick was in net. That's, yeah. kind, that's really it. Or maybe the Oilers game. So and it,
0: honestly, it just adds to how infuriating this is. I would yeah. given the way they're playing. I would rather he suck too, because it totally.
1: makes it even worse. Yeah. This is, that's what's so maddening because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck man.
0: <laughs> so with van betting's feeling, betting's in the hot seat in terms of the fan base, but Aqualina came out and said, no, no. Where we trust in betting. Which is probably a good thing because he probably forces Benning to you know go all out last season. So, um, but you know, interesting to watch. The other thing, maybe the you know the funniest or the best news of the day yesterday was ne- James Neal going on waivers. Your thoughts?
1: Oh man, it's, it, like <laughs> it, it's it's so funny that this it's is so weird, eh? This is how bad our season. This is the reality we live in is that
0: a, this is you know, what makes us the most happy is shit like this.
1: Well, and again, like, it's, I don't know why everyone, like, everyone's like, Ooh, Brad really put, it's like, Brad signed him. (laughs) That's what I keep going. I was like, okay, that's the guy, the tree living gave him that contract, right? It's like, it's still an indictment on tree living to me when I see like, Oh, James Neal sucks. It's like, no shit. Why do you think we're all so mad when he, when tree living signed him? I mean, I I don't really get how he, is he that bad on the Oilers? Is he really that bad? I don't know what's going on.
0: Like they knew he wasn't gonna get picked up by anybody,
1: right? They they would that would have been a gift
0: if somebody took on that contract. But it's so, just kind of funny. So he's the, on the taxi squad
1: now. I guess. Um <laughs> You were we were like maybe Brad should pick him up, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Reunite, have Neil and Luke each.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's it's poor James Neal. What a fall from grace. Imagine Sp- Brad- from the Stanley Cup final, riding high with the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, like
0: four years in a row. He's
1: been in the Stanley Cup final every year in his career. Yeah. Um, to the Calgary f- playing third line minutes with Sam Bennett and Mark Jankowski with the Calgary Flames. Um guess being... he shouldn't have
0: fu- guess he shouldn't have fucked that guy's wife, eh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> then to the to Edmonton, you're on the waivers with Edmonton. What a fall from Grace there, James. Imagine they didn't have
0: McDavid, did? imagine imagine mcdavid was like only
1: 80 percent as good as he is
0: which would still be the best player in the league
1: like imagine they didn't win 20 lotteries in a row imagine they didn't suck at everything see it's it's almost fun to poke fun at them until you remember our situation yeah it's it's a nice distraction Mm, yeah at at least
0: (laughs) i don't know what is worse (laughs)
1: Yeah. Is it worse to just, is it worse to be an Oilers fan where you have the best player in the world and you still suck?
0: You have the worst team in the league with the best
1: player in the world on it. Or is it worse to be the flames where it's just perpetual? You're never terrible, but you're never good.
0: I think right now I'd rather be an Oilers fan because at least there's excitement every game.
1: I would rather. And, and,
0: and you know, you could win every game. There's games we're coming into now I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck to expect. At least with the Oilers fans, you know what you're getting.
1: Yeah, at least you know you're either going to – McDavid's going to score 10 and you're going to win or you're going to get smoked. That's the most frustrating thing is sitting down. You want to enjoy the game. That That's, to me, is – I'm going to end on this because, fuck, it's so annoying. It, it's so much like the 17-18 season where it's not even fun, you know? That's what, that's what is the most frustrating thing. It's not, I don't like watching it. I I don't, I don't want to watch. Because when there's no
0: adjustments, yeah, that's what, that's what makes it not fun is because you start to lose hope when there's no hope. It's not fun.